Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, it truly does not matter who the host is. Today is Wednesday, September the 16th of 2020, day 260 of the year, and only 106 days to go before we see the end of the shit show. Anyways, welcome to the Rated R Safety Show. We are broadcasting live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida and streaming across the multiverse of Safety FM. And you know what that might consist of, or you might not. So let's talk about it real quick. SafetyFM.tv, safety.fm, safetyfm.com. Also, we're available on an Alexa app. We're available on the Apple Podcast app. We're available on a actual app that is just the radio station and a versionality of the Android. And of course, we're coming across any kind of multi-video platform that will accept us. Yeah, that's how that goes. That will accept us. Please take me. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we do anyways. So anyways, we are coming to you live today. And yes, it is a very exciting day, a very emotional day here at Safety FM. We have two brand new shows that have started today. And let's talk about them real quick before we start getting dumped into the news. So let's talk about it. Number one, first and foremost, let's talk about this one. The practice of learning teams with Brett Sutton, Glennis McCarthy, and Brett Robinson dropped today the official episodes of the practice of learning teams. 
deep dive right out of the way. The past, the present, and the future of learning teams. A discussion had with Dr. Todd Conklin from pre-accident investigation fame. So if you have not taken a listen to the episode, go to your favorite podcatcher and take a look for it. If you're not sure what to do there, just come to safetyfm.com. Go under the section that says shows. We'll get you directly into where you need to go from there. Then let's continue on. Linda Martin with the safety struggle started also today. She's referring herself as the Lorax, the safety Lorax. So a lot of episodes, believe she dropped about four to five episodes today. So you can take a listen to some of those. And then going back real quick to the practice of learning teams, they dropped the principles of learning teams earlier in the week. So there's a nice little, a nice little things there that you can actually binge listen as you want to taking a listen to what's going on on both shows. So, so Linda already started doing several different interviews on her show. So it's pretty cool across the board. Um, So I will tell you after we're done here today, Go take a listen to those shows. Now, let me let me just tell you what's going on. These shows will start making it into the cycle of the radio station. So take a listen to those as they do come about. So pretty exciting times. So before I get you into some feature story news, we've been talking about the trends. Yeah, brand new trends is what I like to, you know, maybe I should start playing that song when I talk about this. Well, let's talk about the trends that are currently going on. And we're going to talk about fiction books and nonfiction books hitting the New York Times best-selling books. So let's take it from number five up in the fiction category. The Vanishing Half at number five. The Beringer at number four. Dark Song at number three. The Lying Life of Adults. I don't even know if that's a book. That might be a true story. At number two. And All the Devils Are Here. Another true story. <laughs> that one's at number one. Anyways, at number five in the nonfiction category. Too Much and Never Enough. Untamed at number four. Number three, Donald Trump versus the United States. At number two, cast. And at number one in the nonfiction category is Melania and me. Anyways, those are the nonfiction and fiction books that are readily available according to the New York Times bestsellers list. So let's get you into some feature story news and then we'll be back for some of my nonsense. Here is the news on the Royal Bar Safety Show. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. Hurricane Sally has slammed into southern states of the U.S., bringing torrential rain and flooding. It's been upgraded to a Category 1 storm. Our U.S. correspondent Sarah Walton reports. Hurricane Sally made landfall in Alabama and the Florida Panhandle just before dawn on Wednesday morning. The slow-moving storm has brought at least 15 inches of rain, combined with surging sea levels, and rescues have been carried out from flooded homes along the Gulf shores. Police in Florida have warned that strong winds are leading to hazardous flying debris and have asked people to stay off the roads. More than 500,000 customers have also lost power. The storm is now expected to head northwest towards Atlanta. President Trump is denying that he downplayed COVID-19, even though he personally told journalist Bob Woodward that was his exact strategy. He came face to face with an angry voter last night on America's ABC. Why would you downplay a pandemic that is known to disproportionately harm low-income families and minority communities. Yeah. Well, I didn't downplay it. I actually, in many ways, I upplayed it in terms of action. My action was very strong. Yeah, because you... uh, with China, I put a ban on. With Europe, I put a ban on. And we would have lost thousands of more people had I not put the ban on. So 
That was called action, not with the mouth, but in actual fact. Later in that broadcast, the president was challenged over his failure to issue a national mandate ordering the wearing of face masks. His first televised debate with Joe Biden is less than two weeks away. Yoshihide Suga is Japan's new prime minister. He succeeds Shinzo Abe, who has stepped down early for health reasons. As he took the reins of power, the new prime minister told the Japanese people that COVID-19 remains the greatest threat facing the country and said he wants to find ways of dealing with the virus while reviving the economy. A U.S. congressional investigation says Boeing engaged in a culture of concealment over the fatal crashes that grounded the 737 MAX. The Federal Aviation Administration is also accused of failing in its oversight duties. Barbados says it plans to remove Britain's Queen Elizabeth II as its head of state and will become a republic by November of next year. From FSN's London bureau, Holly Hudson reports. A speech written by Prime Minister Mia Motley said Barbadians wanted a Barbadian head of state. The statement was read as part of the throne speech which outlines the island nation's government policies and programmes ahead of the new session of Parliament. It said the time has come to fully leave our colonial past behind. This is the ultimate statement of confidence in who we are and what we are capable of achieving. Buckingham Palace said that it was a matter for the government and people of Barbados. The island nation aims to complete the process in time for the 55th anniversary of independence from Britain in November 2021. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Oh, I sometimes just have to laugh and chuckle at some of the stuff that goes on (laughs) behind the scenes and on the news and all that kind of fun stuff. I don't know, but I just find it mind boggling, (laughs) like mind boggling when it comes to certain things. And when people will do like some crazy stuff when they go through a breakup and I'm talking like crazy, like if you're in business or if you're having a relationship with someone and you decide to break it up, why do some random bullshit just to kind of, you know, make sure that you gather enough attention? I don't get it, but whatever. It is what it is. I know. Incognito talk there, my friends incognito yeah that's what how that worked anyways let's continue down the path here let's talk about some of the stuff that's going on inside of the news because i think that's going to be important as we go around and about today so let's take it from the very top a chunk of abraham lincoln's hair attached to a bloodstained telegram sold for more than eighty-one thousand dollars at an auction over the weekend yeah you heard that according to the rr auction remarkable rarities A two-inch lock of hair was removed after Lincoln was assassinated from John Wilkes Booth and given to his wife, his wife's cousin, Dr. Lehman Beecher Todd. The hair was reportedly wrapped in the telegram by Dr. Todd after finding no other paper in his pocket. The telegram is framed with the letter of the Dr. Todd's son, James, and the image of Lincoln and Dr. Todd and his son. Okay, hold on. I understand that you might want some rare of the rare. (laughs) You know, some very strange things. Duh. But I think that might, you know, that might rank kind of high there. Some some kind of high type of thing. I don't know. I mean, I have heard of people making some very strange requests. 
and I can tell you a, a very interesting episode of a show that I heard about this person would send some very specific items in the mail to people. And I'm going to say very specific, kind of disgusting specific. Um, but I don't know. This might take the cake. Would you really want this piece of hair if you had the opportunity to purchase it? to own a locket of hair covered in blood with a telegram. I don't know. I really don't know what to say there. Anyways, let's continue. The city of Louisville announced that a $12 million financial settlement with Brioria Taylor's family, Mayor Greg Fisher, also stated that there would be a significant policy change on top of many others that have already been made. Taylor was fairly Taylor was fairly shot by the police in her apartment about six months ago after no knock search warrant. Her death sparked multiple protests across the country. The settlement is the largest amount the city has paid to settle allegation of police misconduct. Oh, this is one of those stories that has been making the cycles for quite a while. And any time that a death does occur, it should be something that we do discuss. Let's not lie here. But I take a look at this and I go, why isn't there more coverage about this? And I'm sure that when the George Floyd riots were taking place, protests, you kept on hearing this name and maybe a lot of people were not super familiar with the story, but the story became more and more familiar. But do you think that this is going to be good enough? I don't think cash settlements should solve everything. And I'm not saying this is going to solve the problem. So let me kind of tread lightly here, but I look at it and I go, it's definitely a conversation piece because Now we're taking a look at it and people are going to go, well, they settled for the money. So everything should be good. Now there's some other things. I mean, they said policy changes, but didn't go into very specific on what we're talking about or what they're talking about for that case. So maybe that's what we need to have a better understanding of what exactly are you changing? My friend opposed to it just being, well, we need to do a policy change. Well, thank you. Thank you. Captain obvious. So $12 million in a policy change. Let's figure some other things out. Not saying let's defund anything, so let's make sure that we're clear here. Let's have a better understanding of what safeguards could be put into place. So think about that for a hot minute because need to take a breath here. Let's take a breath. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, scientists at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine have isolated the smallest biological molecule that completely and specifically neutralizes the virus that causes COVID-19. COVID-19. The research published by the the journal Cell states that that there's an antibody component that is 10 times smaller than a full-size antibody that has been used to create the drug AB8. Or maybe it's AB8. Because it's capital A, small b, and 8. So maybe it's AB8. I don't know. Who the hell knows? Let's continue. Uh, That drug has been highly effective in preventing and treating infections in mice and hamsters. 
What's more, what's more, the drug does not bind to human cells, which suggests it will not have negative side effects in people, according to the report. Researchers are now thinking outside of the box for how the drug could be administered. I don't know. When it comes to questions like that, that is a very, very tough, tough thing to answer. How do you think it should be administered? Some thoughts there for sure. Can't just turn around and say, hey, watch out, watch out for Goofy. You have to come up with some ideas on how this is going to be done. Now, if we go back to the same thing that we've been talking about now for the last few days. If you have the opportunity of testing this thing, would you take a chance on it? Would you turn around and say, cool, it's Coolio. We can move forward with this. Or do you say, no way, Jose. No. Oh, that's a, that's a song I probably shouldn't be singing. But think about it. There's a lot of stuff you have to consider here. This is going to be potentially a new drug, you know, some new potential antibodies. Antibodies, antibodies, antibodies. Yeah, so some things to think about. You can't just turn around and just say, okay, cool, and run with it. Or can you? I don't know. Everybody's a little bit different. I look at it and I go, I'm a little hesitant when it comes to certain things because I'm a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And nothing against Cocoa Puffs. But I just don't know something that's new and comes out to the market, what I'd be willing to take. And of course, especially now that we're not even saying how you administer it, because that's going to be the other portion to think about. Anyways, let's continue down the path here. Detroit Police Chief James Craig isn't going anywhere. As police chiefs across the country have been forced to resign in the wake of racially charged incidents. Detroit top cop said that he is that he is going to hold his ground because men and women who serve deserve much better. In an interview with Martha McCallum, Craig touched on the recent shooting in Los Angeles, calling the gunman a coward. Now, what do you think about this? What do you think about all these police chiefs that are dropping out due to, we'll call it pressure, public pressure? And I want to make sure I'm kind of very, I'm very, you know, very specific as I say some of this. Because there's a lot of public pressure that's coming about. And let's just be realistic. Not every police officer is a terrible officer. Not every police chief is a terrible chief. Not every sheriff is a terrible sheriff. And we can go through all the ranking systems. We want to do that stuff. There are some, there are a few bad officers out there, but there's a few bad everything out there. If you look at it in one way, shape or form. So what do you think about this as you hear this? Like, seriously, like, what's your thought process? Is he doing the right thing? Is he not doing the right thing? There's so many different things to think about as we talk about it. And, of course, the court of public opinion will always play a factor here. It can't just be one of these things where we go, cool, and that's it. Because, unfortunately, we live in a very, very strange time. But I think we already know this. 
There's some strange things that are going on. We're in the world of cancel culture. Oh, I don't agree with you. Say cancel you. If you, I don't like what you did, cancel, cancel. And it's like, oh my God, save me. Cancel. It's like cancel everything. And I understand that there's certain aspects of life, you know, that maybe certain things shouldn't occur. And that makes sense. But if you disagree with a tweet, a post, something that I said 30 years ago, are you telling me that there's no way in life that person can advance? Aren't we always talking about learning and improving? I mean, we can't just sit here and go, oh, no, that person can't change. I mean, do you give some thought to that stuff? It drives me crazy sometimes just thinking about it, especially talking about it, and especially seeing a lot of the shit that's going on now. And believe me, I'm not saying everything that was there before is perfect. And I'm not saying people should not be held accountable for the things that they have done. But let's, you know, let's kind of consider some of the things we're talking about here. It's kind of all over the place sometimes. It's not just one of those things where we go, oh, is this this issue? And then move from there. It's then we kind of do that microscope searching. We do that microscope aspect of everything. It's we have to make sure that everything was perfect exactly the way we thought it was going to be. And it's weird sometimes. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the home of Real Safety Talk. You are listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Figer Law. That's why we're unstoppable. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Okay, so let's jump around a little bit and let's talk about some other things before we take it too serious around here. Have you heard about this one? This one might be interesting, especially if you're in the older demo. 30 years after Will Smith sat in his throne as the fresh prince of Bel-Air, he has partnered with the Air with Airbnb to have fans have the chance to rent out a portion of the famous Brentwood mansion that was used as the exterior in the sitcom. The home offers, let's see, access to what have been Will's bedroom and bathroom on the show, along with a poolside lounge and an area that's kind of a, well, let's say a ritzy dining area. Guests will be greeted by a, bu- by a bold graffiti um, posh interior, family portraits, and Philly cheesesteak served on a silver platter. A five-night five stay is being offered for just, are you ready for this? $30 per night to commemorate the show's 30-year anniversary. Last week, Smith announced that the show would be rebooted for Peacock, NBC Universal Streaming Service. This is, of course, according to TMZ. So if you're interested in that, well, knock yourself out and go ahead and 
become the new prince or princess of Bel Air if you decide to do so. Anyways, to get you back into some serious news. As we do this, before Hurricane Sally even made landfall, the storm of heavy rain and wind already had caused a widespread flooding. The U.S. National Hurricane Center in Miami said that the Category 1 storm is measuring gusts of about 85 miles per hour. A hurricane warning in its place, well, let's see, a hurricane warning is in place for Mississippi and Louisiana and border of Navarre, Florida, while the storm surge warnings are in fact through the mouth of Mississippi River, and let's see, the Walton County line in Florida. There is also a risk for for tornadoes and systems on shore. Some isolated areas could see as much as 30 inches, 30 inches of rain, while, while parts will see more than likely 10 to 20 inches of rain as well. President Trump has issued emergency declaration for parts of Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. He also took to Twitter urging residents to listen to local and state officials. So if you want, so that's a lot of stuff going on there. And I know that we're talking about the Southern part of the, of the U S as we talk about this, but you know, a hurricane's a hurricane. And I know I live in one of these weird States that, you know, hurricanes are important, not important, depending on where you kind of see that. But I think they're always important because you just never know what the hell to do. But that's my opinion. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so let's go, let's go, let's go. Stranded sea fears near Brazil are finally going home. The Guardian reports that 101 employees who have been stuck in on a three MSC ships anchored near Santos, Brazil, since mid-March are getting ready to deboard. Well, congratulations. That's a long ass time. The New York Post reports that the crew members became livid with the lengthy, uh, let's see, lengthy arrangements that were done for them to stay on the ship. They, they staggered a protest on the ship's deck, wielding banners that read enough is enough and send us home. Our lives matter. Meanwhile, thousands of seafarers around the globe are still trapped at sea with no timeline in place on when they'll get back. Holy crap. Could you imagine that? Like, seriously, like take a think, think, think about that for a moment. You're out to work. You're doing your thing. And all of a sudden they tell you, you can't leave work. When? I don't know. Soon. Maybe at some point we're, we're started telling you this in March. We're already in September and you still don't know what the hell's going on. A lot of craziness out there. My friends, a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of interesting things definitely going on. Let's talk about a little bit about what's going on inside of the world of music. And let's jump around here. Metallica won't stop selling blackened their own brand of whiskey because James Hetfield's alcohol addiction guitarist, Kirk Hamlet said that you can't compare the two things. James struggled to get dry is completely a personal matter. If I were diabetic, that wouldn't mean that I wouldn't that I would stop I couldn't stop selling sweets. So there you go, some things to think about. Anyways, this is this story right here coming up. This one's pretty interesting. Did you hear about this one? The Rolling Stones on the weekend, a collector dished out $1,152 for a yellow Rolling Stone tongue logo toilet seat 
recover during the auction of former bases Bill Wyman's archival belongings. The purchase made it the most expensive ever sold. I so hold on. The purchase made it the most expensive ever sold at an auction. Let me kind of continue here. On the other record, his re- the 1969 Fender Mustang bat bass went for $384,000, the highest price ever paid for a bass guitar. So we're talking about a toilet seat cover. A toilet seat cover of a golden tongue for $1,152. This is not like a golden tongue cleaner type of thing. I, that probably sounded weird. I know some friends of mine have like power like power washers for that area of their body. It's like the power edition of the tushy. And that's what they use because they talk about it a lot. Apparently some weird sounds come out of the bathroom every time they use it. I don't know what the hell's going on there. I guess there's a lot to think about. That's for sure. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, let's continue down the path. Driver's education. If you're looking to impress potential partner, you might want to brush up on your driving skills. More than half of the drivers, about 56%, say that they would not date someone that that they thought was on an unsafe driver. Okay. According to the study and 18% of responders said that they would actually dump a partner because of their driving habits. The survey was for about 2000 American drivers conducted by one poll found that 78% agreed that how a person drives says a lot about their personality, others findings. So let's go through it. 46% said that the drivers who follow the rules on the road are more, are more trustworthy. 52% of (laughs) 52% view drivers who take care of their cars as responsible. 75% view drivers who don't wear their seatbelts as reckless. And 60, let's see, 61% said the drivers that was excessively speeding, it would be a cause for them to never get in a car with them again. 36% have refused to be driven by a friend due to poor driving habits. Oh, did these people consider that it's some people drive like that because they don't want to give them a ride in the first place? That's something to think about. So I I would probably say this. If you have some money and you're worried that you're going to get dumped because you're a shitty driver, well, number one, let's kind of improve some of that stuff on how you drive. But if that's not an option for you and you got some dough, maybe it's time to purchase an autonomous driving vehicle. The one I'd recommend, definitely a Tesla. That would be the way that I would go with it. So autonomous driving, you think you're going to break up. The guy's too good. The girl's too good. The binary's too good. You know, give it some consideration. Get the Tesla. It might get you to a better circumstance. Duh. Bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. Man overboard after being stranded for about six months. Dozen of cruise ship crews. Ship crew members are finally being able to go on land. More than 100 employees from the Mediterranean, Mediterranean, oh, I can't even speak today. Mediterranean, Mediterranean, uh, whatever. Shipping company, we're working on three ships off the coast of Brazil. We're stranded on the board of the ship and the red tape was involving the reputation. There you go. It's a lot of stuff there. And we talked about that for a brief moment, but I want to make reference to this want you to know this some of these guys which i did not mention previously said that they were not paid 
during that time. I don't know how true that is. I'm just breaking reference to what part of the story that I left out. So what do you think? Lots to think about there. That's for sure. Anyway, let's continue down the path. The major index all moved higher on Tuesday. The tech-heavy NASDAQ gained nearly 134 points, or 1.2%. The S&P 500 rose 0.5%. And the Dow barely broke even and added two points to the session. Technology stocks continued to claw back losses during last week. As Alphabet, Amazon, Facebook, Netflix all surged, automakers Tesla followed yesterday's 12% win by popping, let's see, 7.2% on Tuesday. Strong manufactured data fueled market activity that the Empire State Manufacturing Index scored the sector as 17, while analysts were expecting it for it to be a score of around 7. August scored about 3.7 on the same index. So a lot to think about there. I don't know if you played that market, how you take a look at that, how you do the things that you do, baby. That's something to think about, that's for sure. Anyways, let's continue, but continue, continue. More is being released about the sheriff's deputies who ambushed last weekend. Claudia Apollonier, a 31-year-old mom, used to be a librarian until 2017 when she applied for the sheriff's deputy. Apollonier has her 24 um, and her 24-year-old partner were ambushed on Saturday night while sitting in their squad car in Compton. Claudia was struck multiple times in the face in the torso, but it was also was also able to tend to her partner who had also been hit multiple times. They were rushed to the hospital in serious condition, which was later downgraded to stable condition. Her father told the Daily Mail that Claudia is being protected by other officers who have been standing watch outside of her room in the hospital. The LASD has announced a $100,000 reward for information that leads to the arrest and conviction of the person on the video opening fire on the deputies. I really, surely, truly do hope that something positive comes out of this in the long run. Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show. A U.S. postal worker was shot in Virginia on Monday. According to local authorities, the employee sustained serious but non-life-threatening injuries. They were also stated that they were looking for the suspect, described as a black male in light-colored shirt, dark pants, and no shoes. It is unclear for the motivation behind the shooting. A reward of $50,000 had been offered to anyone with information leading to the arrest and the conviction of the person. I don't understand what the hell's going on. We're talking about cops being shot, sitting in their squad cars. We're talking about postal workers being shot or a postal worker being shot. I mean, how do you look at all this stuff? And I know for a long period of time, it seemed like a lot of safety departments were talking a lot about active shooters and what to do when it came to that stuff. And I look at this now, and I'm just not 100% sure if we should have backed away from that. Because it seems like there's a lot of conversations that still need to be taking place. Because as we speak right now, 
We're seeing so many issues related to shootings as of late. I mean, it seemed like for a couple weeks there, all we talked about was active shooters or shootings or most places that had the most amount of people being attacked the most violent areas of the of the US a lot of stuff to think about here i mean i just want you to kind of look at the big grand scheme of things as we talk about it anyways it's just something to think about as we move forward here wildfires continue to ravage the west coast in oregon an estimated 1 in 10 emergency room visits are for people experience asthma like symptoms believed to be related to choking air quality an air quality alert has been extended to thursday by the state department of environmental quality nearly 16,500 firefighters continue to battle the 28 wildfires across california where roughly 3.2 million acres have been scorched smoke from the fires have been has been made in, in ways to ways across the country several forecasts from the east coast reported hazy skies as a result of smoky air forecasters say it noted that the smoke was at least 20 25,000 feet therefore it should not impact air quality for new england states what what i mean think about that i mean you know what i'm saying here i am legitimately saying from Oregon to New England, from California across, this is crazy. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. I listen. I look. I hear. I see. And I just go, what the hell's going on this year? This year is crazy. I know. I know. You're going to turn around and say, Jay, Duh. you're not talking about safety. I am talking about safety. Doesn't everything we touch relate to safety in some way, shape, or form? And I mean, I'm pretty sure that you already are aware. There are some other things that I do and that I am interested in outside of the world of safety. So we have to talk about some of that too sometimes. Come on. You know, I have to. I just can't leave it there. Can't just leave it at whatever the hell I want to talk about. Let's talk about some other stuff. I mean, I know you you wake up and you live with this. And you love the world of safety. But that's not what you talk about 24 hours a day. Just the reality of things. So let me give you a different kind of story. Listen to this one. Orange is the new fat blocker. Oh, yeah. You heard that. Many of us think of oranges as an excellent source of vitamin C, but... And they are. But according to a new study, there are benefits to eating oranges that you could probably never expected. They just might be the ultimate, hold on, ultimate weight loss food and help avoid heart attacks and stroke. Researchers of the University of Western Ontario introduced Nobleton, which is extracted from oranges to the diet of overweight mice. Not only did it reverse symptoms of obesity in the in the test mice, but it also reduced the harmful buildup of plaque in their arteries known as atherosclerosis. Separated research has found that Nobleton has helped rodents that they were high calorie diets to stay lean. So there you go. Oranges, is there anything they can can't do besides rhyme? 
think about that for a second. I've heard that they also can help you concentrate. Let's celebrate with some gin and juice. Yeah, take a listen to that one. You know you like it. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. So do you want to hear, here's a list for you. Some patronizing phrases you might use at work without realizing it. You ready? Let's go through some of this. You can do it better than that. First, it sounds like something a parent would tell a child, and then second, it invalidates the, and criticizes the other person at work. This looks great, but I think we can do it even better. What do you think? Right now, let's see, right now, back to the matter at hand. is completely ignores and validates whatever the person was being previously had been saying. Instead, write down what the other person is saying and promise that you'll get back to them it's about the subject. And if it was a bad idea, don't do it. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, 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 don't take that one. I actually like this, that idea. It might give the impression that you think that the person does not usually come up with a good idea. So you're surprised. Try. That's a good idea. I've never had anyone say either one of those things to me. And that's not a joke. That's being dead serious. How about this one? Everyone knows that this phrase can also (laughs) make the person feel belittled or even dumb. If they don't actually know that try, you may know that Eh, I'd still feel kind of stupid. If somebody said that, what about this one? You're missing the point. This implies that the other person's fault for not understanding what you're trying to say. You might be able to, uh, you know, let's see, be at fault for not making the point very clearly. Let's try to rephrase it with something along these lines. Let me try to rephrase this to make it the meaning a little bit clearer. I don't know. We're just kind of good. We're winging it, my friends. We're winging it. Good luck with that. This could be an off concerning because, or it could be even kind of condescending, condescending if you really take a look at it, because it could indicate that you expect the other person to fail. It can also indicate that the person isn't capable. Why don't you try this one? Let us know if you need any help. Like that? See how that went? It could actually mean good luck with that. You see? So you kind of have a twist of fate when it comes to certain things. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so let's do it. Let's go into the swampland because you know that it's going to have to happen at some point. So let's jump around, talk about some things that are going on. And let's try to fly through it. Because that's what I do here. So let's go. Without evidence, morning martini at a toilet. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let me tell you this stuff. Let me see. Matter of fact, let me jump and let's do this instead. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about this. This has been making the rounds, making the rounds, and making the rounds. This is swamp-related, but we're definitely going to talk about it. Big stuff on The View yesterday about this. Big stuff coming about 
also from Kathleen Jenner. What is it? Caitlyn Jenner. So let's go into the story. As anticipation builds up for the upcoming debate showdown between President Trump and Joe Biden, there's a buzz of an additional fourth one. So let's talk about it. Podcast host Joe Rogan said that he wants to moderate a debate between the two with only the three of them together in the room, and it would be live streamed so no one else could interfere or edit. Rogan said that it would go on for hours. Rogan described his idea to MMA fighter Tim Kennedy, who shared the idea on Twitter, asking, who wants this? Trump enthusiastically retweeted him, said, I do, he exclaimed. So I want you to think about this for a moment. And I'm just going to give you data. I'm going to give you information that is out there. Now, I will tell you, because, you know, we always want to be transparent. I am a Joe Rogan listener. I follow some of the stuff that he does on UFC. I used to watch Fear Factor. I've been to some of his comedy shows. So, in other words, I am a supporter of Joe Rogan. I buy some of the products that he sells for his health company and so on. So, just want to give you the plethora of things. So, am I going to say my view could be jaded? Of course. That's why I want to let you know ahead of time. So... A lot of people deem sometimes Joe Rogan is the Oprah Winfrey for guys. I don't know if that's the truth, but maybe that's the case. But some people are saying based on his comedy shows and some of his jokes and some of the ways that he says things that he is not fit to be a moderator for this. Now, of course, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but on the view Yeah, that TV show is still on, just in case. They took a deep dive saying that he was misogynist, that he was sexist, homophobic, and that he does not deserve. I don't think anybody deserves anything, unless it's be real. But he does not deserve to have that bestowed upon him. So what do you think about that? Do you think that that's something that should still take place? We are talking about that this guy is a comedian. But if you ever do listen to any of his podcasts, yeah, he's a pretty popular podcaster. Normally ranks number one on all of Apple podcast. And I'm pretty sure he's going to rank pretty high once he goes into Spotify full time, which I'm sure you probably heard that story. But I think, and I could be wrong. He will probably ask questions more along the lines of what people really want to know, opposed to some of the bullshit that some of the people are going to be like, well, we can't ask that. That's not socially acceptable. So do you think that there is a value in a fourth debate? And it should be a multi-hour event. There was somewhere that I had read online that it said that it was supposed to be like four hours. That might be a little bit long. But I'm open to a couple hours. What do you think? And of course, if you're outside of the U.S., this probably doesn't mean a lot to you. And yes, we do have listeners outside of the U.S., just in case. So what do you think? What do you think about this mess? Like, do you look at it and go that it would be worth its while? Or do you just go, huh? 
It's just another publicity stunt to have people thinking about other things that are not important at the moment. So what do you want to see happen? I say I'm in. I just want to know what streaming service it's going to be on and how much do I have to pay? Is it a paid event or is it a free event? They did say that it would be similar to MMA, and I am pretty sure that most of the events that I that I watch via MMA are paid for. Anyways, let's continue. Let's continue down the path down to Swamp, and let's get the hell out of here as soon as we can. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. So George Klobbanabonis hosted a town hall forum for President Trump last night titled The President and the People. The crowd was sparse, and those who were there asked questions that were, were masked, while Trump and George were not, though they sat at a polite distance, whatever the hell that means. The questions were varied, but George aggressively referred to slow down the president and launch whatabouts and gotchas without the interest in having a sincere discussion. Really? That seemed kind of one-sided. Questions were also aggressively hostile, one person demanding that she'd be dead if it not were for the provisions of the Obamacare that protected pre-existing conditions, she said, but Trump aggressively responded that that not only did his plans protect pre-existing conditions, his administration has also more effective administered the health program better than Barack Obama ever did. So that was actually all going on last night on ABC. So there you go. A lot of interesting stuff. Man, I swear sometimes this swamp thing. Just goes all over the place. That's for sure. Anyways, let's talk a little bit about the lottery. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $94 million jackpot or $75.1 million cash payout. So there you go. If you're interested in playing, I'm sure you still have the opportunity to do so. Let's talk about a little bit more. Some stuff going on. We did talk about the world of show business yesterday. So let's talk about cuties. Yeah, that movie that was making the rounds about on Netflix and some shit was going down there. So cuties director is defending her film against harsh critics that are calling it child pornography during the panel of Toronto film festival festival. The director said that the indie film was a social commentary on how young girls are treated. She also argued it's bold, it's feminist, but it's so important and necessary to create debate and try to find solutions for me as an artist, for politicians and parents. It's a real issue. Backlash against the film began last month when Netflix promotional poster showed four preteen girls striking a dance poses that led to more than 20,000 people signing petition demanding Netflix to remove the film. As previously reported, Texas Senator Ted Cruz called for the DOJ to investigate the streaming giant and the filmmaker to determine whether or not they broke federal laws against the production of the film. Distribution and distribution of child pornography. There you go. That's portion that's definitely in the news. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So here you go, talking a little bit about the show biz, a biz of show, show of biz. Let's go through it. A survey has found that the average person watched about 20 movies over the summer, a binge watched about four entire television shows, and the study was for about 2,000 Americans that found that 52% said they streamed more than they would normally during the summer due to the stay-at-home restrictions with COVID-19. 
the survey conducted by one poll on behalf of Tubi revealed that the average respondent watched uh, an additional four hours of content a day compared to what they were watching previously before the start of the quarantine. What did you do? Did you watch a lot of shitty TV? I mean, did you watch a lot of TV? I think a lot of people watch a lot of TV. There was not a lot much more other things to do. That's for sure. Anyways, let's drop into some wacky facts. You know, today's Wacky Wednesday, so let's drop into some whack facts, baby. So let's go. Turtles and honeybees are death. Did you know that? Yeah. None of the hummingbirds, the loon, and the kingfishers are able to walk. Bears have favorite trees and will walk for miles to get their back scratched by them. It approximately takes about 12 hours for food to entirely digest. This one's going to surprise some people. Leonardo da Vinci invented the scissors. And ketchup leaves the bottle at the rate of 25 miles per year. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about it real quick. Let me give you some dumb titles for superhero movies if they were ever replaced. The Ironing Man. The Silver Web Surfer. Blunder Woman. The Hot Flash. Can't Man. The Incredible Sulk. Captain America. I'm sure people are enjoying Captain America as of late. Thor Loser and Robin. There you go. Some different names to think about as we talk about it. Anyways, let's talk about some different things. Let's give you some slices of BS for you to think about. Apple's iPhone release date seems to be moving away from September and possibly into October. I don't think that that's much of an upgrade from, from the 11. I mean, can't crush it more candy than what you were doing right now. Anyways, I don't know if you've seen this, but yesterday, Apple did release the new Apple, well, didn't release it, but started talking about the new Apple iPad Air, also the new watch, but also started talking about their new streaming services combination. Depending on the package that you chose, it could vary in price. I believe it went from $14.95 all the way to $12.95, or excuse me, $29.95. And it was a combination of Apple Music, TV Plus. They're doing a new fitness program. And there's about six different apps. Immediately after the reveal of this, Spotify jumped out and was saying that, hey, it looks like, you know, Apple screwing up the system. They're taking advantage of what they've created and trying to bundle this and, you know, infect the market. You know, this guy, we're giving a roundabout here, a roundabout. We know that. Duh. I don't know. If you're bundling your shit together, I guess it's good for you if you can do that. Where Spotify seemed to be pretty pissed off is that a lot of people might know this. Some people might not know this. Every time that you buy something from a third-party app person that's on Apple, Apple gets 30%, regardless of what it is. So if you buy Spotify directly off of a, off of an Apple iTunes or Apple or excuse me Apple App Store, they have to pay thirty percent to Apple because they're giving you the store. I don't know. I look at it and I go, "Is it really that crazy?" I mean, it sucks. 
If you're not Apple, I would imagine. Let's just look at it this way. It's a 30% distribution rate. Really what it boils down to. You're paying for the bridge. Voila. It sucks for some. I know. I know. We're just talking here. Just talking. Talking about some stuff. Don't get too worked up about it. Anyways, let me talk to you real quick about something that we have going on. Because this is coming about after our Hop 101 class. We had a lot of conversations about this. So I want to bring it up. We have decided to move forward with another Hop 101 class. The biggest thing that people ask for, could it be on the weekend? So there you go. October the 10th. Let's make the date. You and I hang out together. 9 a.m. Eastern time. We will do Hop for Beginners. This is a Saturday. Saturday morning, Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. You and I and some others will hang out, do a class together, talking about how to bring Hop to you and your place of employment. So if you're interested in doing so, go to safetyfm.io. That will happen on October the 10th. So let's do that together. We'll hang out and have some fun on Saturday. I'll make sure that if you did some heavy drinking, I keep you awake. So safetyfm.io tickets are already available. Ahora. For us to be able to move forward with that. Anyways, let's talk about a couple different things before we get too far into the crapper here. Let's talk about, let's see. Uh, what occurred on this date back in 1993? NBC sitcom Frasier begins its first season on run that would st- that would last for 11 more years. Kelsey Grammer played radio shrink Frasier Crane, who originally was on the TV show Cheers. Kramer's guest starred on Wings in 1990s, playing the same character. The guest spot earned him an Emmy, making him the only actor to ever be to get three Emmy nominations for the same character on three different shows. So there you go. Also, back on this date, back in 2018, Salesforce founder and wife purchased Time Magazine for $190 million. So there you go. Let's talk about some birthdays you can celebrate today if you would like to do so. Nick Jonas turns 28. Luna, pop singer, 46. Amy Poehler, 49. Mark Anthony, 52. Jennifer Tilly, Jennifer Tilly, 62? I would have never guessed. David Copperfield, 64. And today would also mark the birth date of B.B. King. He passed away back in 2015 and was born back in 1925. Something to think about for sure as we do talk about it. Let's talk about a couple of different things real quick. If you are suffering from any signs of depression or think contemplating suicide, there's a phone number that you can call for people that can assist you and see what's going on with you. Call 1-800-273-TALK. That is 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. They're always readily available for you. Also, for more information on what happens after you hear about an Amber Alert, you can go to missingkids.org. Let me give you some quick information real quick. Some days of the year that you can actually celebrate today if you're interested in doing so. International Day of the Preservation of the Ozone Layer. Mayflower Day. Mexican Independence Day, National Guacamole Day, National Collect Rocks Day, National Day of Prayer Day, National Cinnamon Raisin Bread Day, Step Family Day, National Stay Away from Seattle Day, 
<laughs> oh, God. National Tattoo Story Day. National School Backpack Awareness Day. World Play-Doh Day. Matter of fact, I don't have to make this go fast. Let's calm it down for a moment. Teenager Workout Day. Traits of Tear Day. Working Parents Day. Wrinkled Raincoat Day. That's some stuff for you to think about real quick if you're interested in that. Here's a couple of other things. Some stupid questions for Bigfoot. Shouldn't you actually be called Big Feet? Have you ever met Big Sock? Can I get a selfie? Are you also blurry in real life? Chewbacca friend or foe? (laughs) Where'd you get those Uggs from? So is Sasquatch your legal name then? Is it true what they say about you having big feet? Want to play chess? So, how'd you guess the name? (laughs) We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, let's talk about a couple different things real quick, too. Branch has introduced a new turkey dinner flavored candy corn. So if you love the taste of turkey and you love the taste of candy corn, you're about to realize how much more you love them separately. A cat in Japan has been honored by local officials for helping them rescue an elderly man who had fallen into a canal. The cat celebrated its newfound hero status by ignoring everyone, falling asleep, and then peeing on its own slipper. (laughs) Okay, actor Mickey Rourke turned 68 today. His real close friends refused to put candles on his cake because they're afraid that his face might melt. Oh, God, I'm going to hell for that one. Okay, an Oxford psychologist warns that putting... Calorie counts on fast food food menus is emotionally harmful to people. Who cares? I can't read them. I'm too drunk anyways. There you go. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R. Safety show. Okay, so let's talk about some trivia stuff. Name of Disney movie that contains this quote. If you keep on believing the dream, you will, your wish will come true. Snow White and Severed Dwarfs, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Monsters, Inc. The correct answer, Cinderella. Some people are worth melting for. Frozen, Peter Pan, The Little Mermaid, Winnie the Pooh. Correct answer, Frozen. When I look at you, I can feel it. I look at you and I'm home. The Lion King, Finding Nemo, Mulan, Lilo and Stitch. Correct answer, Finding Nemo. Let's talk about some random jokes for the day, just in case if you're interested in doing so. Here we go. Think about this one. I need to teach my facial expressions how to use their inside voice. If you need something for the water cooler, here you go. A study has found that people that have this in their home fall asleep faster than most. Other people do. What is it? A fish tank. If you need some deep thoughts for today, I want you to think about this one right here. Growth and comfort do not exist. You have been listening to the Rated R Safety Show in overtime today. The Rated R Safety Show comes to you live 
on Safety FM, home of Real Safety Talk. Anyways, I know who you are. I'll be back tomorrow for we can hang out again and do this. I really do appreciate you coming out, hanging out in the noon hour. We did run over a little bit today, but that's going to happen sometimes. Just does. Anyways, you don't know what you mean to me in regards of you coming out every day, taking a listen to what we have going on. Thank you for going in and taking a listen to the two new shows that dropped today and always continuing to support what we do here at Safety FM. If there's anything that I can ever do to help and assist with what you're doing, don't hesitate to contact us. Go to safetyfm.com. There is a contact link right there. I'm not that difficult a person to find. Believe me, a lot of people find me all the time. So, anyways, I appreciate everything that you guys do. You have been listening to Safety FM, and this has been the Rated R Safety Show. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. If you're on your lunch hour, you need to make a run for it because we have definitely went over, and I don't want to get you in trouble. But if you're working from home and you're working virtually, we'll both be okay. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.